With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a big day for us on the Mega Card Day. We still have one play outstanding. If Texas A&M wins, we're going to have a monster day. If they lose, we'll still make close to $500. That'll be a good day. I'll take that any time. But let's recap the card for you. I'm going to start in Major League Baseball, where we cashed on the Astros over the one and a half in the first five, and we cashed on the Phillies over the one and a half in the first five. And that gives us 10 consecutive wins in the Major League Baseball playoffs. So a great run for us here on the podcast on Major League Baseball. It's kind of nice to be ending the year on a high note anyway, building a little more profit from the game that I love. Then in college football, our Sunday four-pack, we stubbed our toe on Iowa. Yeah, not a good idea to bet into Ohio State. Don't know what I was thinking there, but we do cash on Oregon, Wisconsin, and Baylor. Baylor had to make it interesting on us. They rallied late to get the touchdown on the cover, but we got the job done. Then we added some extra plays and cashed on SMU, Rutgers, and Houston. We bet on Stanford. They won the game. We had a minus two, but they won by the dreaded one point, so we fall short there. Texas A&M once again still pending. Then our chalk fest plays. We cash on Penn State, Clemson, Fresno State, and UTSA, but unfortunately we lose on the Canes of Miami, so they didn't get the job done for me. And then on Twitter, we go one and one. We played the Houston Cougars minus the three, and we played the Hawkeyes plus the 30, so we split there. But hey, it was a great day for us. I'll take it. And let's ride that momentum into Sunday, where today we talk about the National Football League. Recapping our midweek five with Bill from Florida. I'm on the Bengals, minus the six against the Falcons. I'm head-to-head against Bill there. Please let me win this one. He's just talking too much trash for me. I'm on the Dolphins, minus the seven against the Steelers. I'm on the Jaguars, minus the three against the Giants. That's probably the play I like the most on this list, by the way. I'm on the Chargers, minus the six and a half against the Seahawks. And yes, I played the Broncos thinking Russell Wilson would be out. You can now get this at plus money. But hey, I played the minus one and a half against the Jets. I still think I'm going to cash the ticket, but we'll find out. NFL totals, no plays for me this week on the totals. I have cold feet. Call me a scaredy cat. But the unders went 11-3 and last week. I like to play totals to the under. And I'm just going to sit in the cheap seats and watch this one. I have a funny feeling there's going to be a lot of overs this week in the National Football League. And then with that being said, my prop bets this week, I normally play three quarterbacks to the under. This week, I'm playing three quarterbacks to the over. That's how much confidence I have in unders this week. We start with P.J. Walker for Carolina. We played him over the 156 and a half yards passing. And oh, by the way, I posted my first ever video on Twitter. It was a terrible video, but I broke down my logic behind this play anyway. Bottom line, without McCaffrey and with the Bucks being favored by double digits, I think the game script sets up well for Walker to go over the total. So we're playing P.J. Walker over the 156 and a half. Also at quarterback, it is Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay over the 233 and a half yards passing. Rodgers has gone over this number in four of six starts this year. He's without some key weapons, including Randall Cobb again. But for whatever reason, I think this is a sneaky over game to me. 
Lowest model that I reviewed has Rodgers at 249 yards passing. So I'm going to play the big cheese over the 233 and a half yards passing. Next up, it is Jacoby Brissett for Cleveland over the 217 and a half yards passing. This one's actually gone down a little bit. Could be without the Ravens having some weapons here. But the Browns, we know they have a great rushing attack. The Ravens ranked eighth, though, against the rush. The Ravens ranked 28th against the pass, giving up 267.7 yards per game. Brissett has gone over this number in five consecutive starts. And with the Browns' struggle on D, I do still expect the Ravens to score and therefore require the Browns to be pass-heavy in the second half. So I'm going to take Jacoby Brissett over the 217 and a half. Next up, we got a running back. Play number one is Ezekiel Elliott of Dallas over the 65 and a half yards rushing. This one's weighted at a minus 125. So I keep screaming for Tony Pollard, but Elliott has now gone over 70 yards in three of four games. Now he gets to face the Lions, who ranked dead last against the rush, giving up 167.6 yards per game. Uncle, I give up. Let's just play Zeke to the over, over 65 and a half. Next up at running back, it is Austin Eckler of the Chargers over the 56 and a half yards rushing. Eckler has only gone over this number twice all year, but I think the game script will have the Chargers in the lead most of the day, and the Seahawks have the second worst rushing defense, giving up 165.8 yards per game on the ground. So I'm going to play Eckler over the 56 and a half yards rushing. Next up at running back, it is Travis Etienne of Jacksonville. Over the 51 and a half yards rushing, this one's weighted at a minus 120. So ETN got the start last week, and with his 5.6 yards per carry, I would only expect his snap count and touches to increase over James Robinson. ETN has rushed for 71 and 86 yards over the last two weeks. The Giants ranked 28th against the rush. I expect the Jaguars to be playing with the lead, so I'm going to take ETN over the 51 and a half yards rushing. Next up, we're going to throw in some tight end love today. We start with Tyler Conklin of the New York Jets, over 16 and a half yards receiving. So three, three games for him over this number. Two games fell just a half a yard short at 16. Then he had the one dreaded donut. Nothing is easy against the Bronco D, but with Elijah Moore out for the Jets, I could see Wilson needing to give the tight end a couple extra targets. So I'm going to play Conklin here over the 16 and a half. Next up. It is Robert Tunyon of Green Bay, over 31 and a half yards receiving. So Tunyon has gone over this number in just three of six games this year, but he's coming off a 12-target, 10-catch, 90-yard performance last week. Without Cobb, Rodgers might be turning to the veteran tight end just a little bit more. So once again, I'm going to play Tunyon over the 31 and a half yards receiving. Next up, it is Dalton Schultz of Dallas, over 29 and a half yards receiving, heavily weighted at a minus 130. So this is an early edge prop stars pick, and I always need a prop stars pick on my card, by the way. I think he's the best in the business. Dak is back, and he likes Dalton. Doesn't hurt. He gets to face the Lions D. So I'm going to play Schultz over the 29 and a half yards receiving, once again, at the minus 130. Then at the wide receiver position, we go to Amari Cooper of Cleveland. Over four and a half receptions, weighted at a minus 105. Cooper finished with only four receptions last week against the Patriots, but he was still targeted 12 times. The Ravens' pass D should be a little more friendly for Cooper, who's been targeted 10 or more times in four games this season. This feels like another one of those games. Cooper to the over, four and a half at the minus 105. 
Next up, it is Terrence Marshall of Carolina, who over 18 and a half yards receiving. So doing my research on P.J. Walker, I continue to see the praise of this 2021 second-round pick. He's been looking great in practice. He's taken tons of reps so far this year with Walker, and now with McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson out of the equation, he's going to get some snap count in this game. It's an off-the-radar play, but since I like Walker, I really like Marshall to go over the 18 and a half yards. Next up at wide receiver, it is Alan Lazard of Green Bay, over four and a half receptions at a plus 100. So Lazard has gone over this number just one time this year, but he's finished with four in three of his last four games. And now without Cobb, yeah, that should give him up to that five or six catch number against the Commanders. So I'm going to play Lazard over the four and a half at the plus 100. Then your final prop bet of the day at wide receiver, it is Alec Pierce of Indianapolis over three and a half receptions at a minus 125. So he's gone over this number in two of his last four. One of those was also against the Titans a couple of weeks back when he caught four of his six targets. The Titans are going to do everything possible to take Michael Pittman out of this game. So this should be a good opportunity for Pierce, who seems to have Ryan's eye of late. So I'm going to play Alec Pierce of Indianapolis over the three and a half receptions at a minus 125. Then in Major League Baseball, only one game is out so far. It is game four between the Astros and the Yankees. For Houston, it is Lance McCullers getting the call for the Astros after having his start pushed back because of a champagne bottle injury. McCullers made only eight starts in the regular season, a 2.27 ERA, a 1.24 whip. He pitched well in the playoffs, going six innings and no runs against the Mariners. He had limited starts on the road during the regular season, but his ERA was not as good with a 3.57. Both Judge and Stanton have homered off of McCullers in the past. The Yankees are facing elimination. Bottom line, I don't like pitchers with blisters or champagne bottle injuries. The least bit of discomfort can throw a pitcher off. So I'm going to take the Yankees over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 120. That's a crazy handicap, I know. And then the Padres and the Phillies, game is still in progress, no lines yet. I'll post that play in the show notes, but I'm sure I've jinxed myself on baseball. 10 straight wins. Could it be that we could hit 11 or 12? Well, we'll find out. So let's recap your card for a Sunday. Once again, your midweek five in the NFL. We're in the Bengals minus the six, the Dolphins minus the seven, the Jaguars minus the three, the Chargers minus the six and a half, and the Broncos minus the one and a half. All chalk. I never do it. It's an odd week. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what got into me, but we'll find out. Then at the prop bets, we're on PJ Walker over the 156 and a half yards passing, Aaron Rodgers over the 233 and a half yards passing, Jacoby Brissett over the 217 and a half yards passing, and running back, we're on Zeke Elliott over the 65 and a half yards rushing, Austin Eckler over the 56 and a half yards rushing, Travis Etienne over the 51 and a half yards rushing, Tyler Conklin over the 16 and a half yards receiving at tight end, Robert Tunyon over the 31 and a half yards receiving at tight end, Dalton Schultz, Schultz over the 29 and a half yards receiving at the tight end. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper over four and a half receptions. We're on Terrence Marshall of Carolina over 18 and a half yards receiving. We're on Alan Lazard of Green Bay over four and a half receptions. We're on Alec Pierce over three and a half receptions. Then at Major League Baseball, we're on the Yankees over the first or over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 120. Then we'll post the Padres and the Phillies bet in the show notes. But that's your card for a Sunday. It's a mega card. Can we make it back to back mega winning days? We'll find out. As always, 
manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.